2: Yes, it is podcast time. Jerry Recco is doing uh, basketball with Rutgers. CeeLo did the warm-up show with me, which means the post-game podcast is with Mr. Eddie schizzeri Oh, hi, Eddie. Hello, podcast people. The who? Hello, podcast people. Very thin topics for the day, uh, Eddie, so I, I took to Twitter. I like to do this every now and then. If people have questions for Eddie, so I took to Twitter. I got some decent ones. I weeded out the ones that we always get and try to do I try to get different questions in here, Eddie. No dog people, questions. no dog questions uh, Aliens. No alien, well maybe, but I'm saying like not the same old ones. okay. let me give you the very first one, which actually was a do- I'll, I'll give as the dog question. This comes from uh, Mickey Mick the quick, Mickey. Uh, does Eddie believe the person who talked to your dog? I um, had uh, animal communicator speak to me about whimsy, her wants and needs. Uh, what is your thoughts on that?
3: As much as I would love to believe, I do not believe. Mm-hmm. I just, I just, no. I would. Need you don't proof.
2: believe that she communicated that she would like leg warmers, b- a stew. Well,
3: I mean, I these think sorts of things. All dogs would want stew. But, yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I do not believe.
2: You know what's strange, though? I will tell you th- I, uh, that I feel, and this may sound odd, I feel closer to the dog having done that.
3: Well, you and the dog were together in close proximity when this was going on, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yeah, I, I could see how that could form a, an additional bond.
2: I'll tell you where it where it fell for me. So, uh, the d- you know, my I have my uh, my bedroom is upstairs. The bedroom, mm-hmm. and bathroom. That's the only thing that's upstairs. So at night, I watch TV down here. The dog falls asleep. The dog crawls up. The dog gets very comfortable. And she uh, used to follow me upstairs when I would go to bed, and she would sleep on a bed upstairs, mm-hmm. not my bed. She would sleep on a dog bed. And over the last, you know, once it got really cold, uh, she she stopped doing that. She stays downstairs and sleeps here, but at like 2.30 in the morning, I I get up at 3.30, at like 2.30 she whines and as if she wants to come upstairs, but she won't go upstairs. She whines at the bottom of the stairs. And I did not ask uh, the animal communicator about this, but she told me that uh, she wants to go upstairs, but she uh, has her her, uh, joints hurt her in the winter. Huh. And doesn't want to walk up the stairs. So what I started doing was at like 2.30 for the last hour of my sleep, I just come downstairs and lay on the, fall asleep on the couch for an hour. And she doesn't whine or anything.
3: Well, um...
2: So that I feel like I got that out of it.
3: Okay, sure. Uh, if that w- works for you.
2: Yes, that did work for me.
3: Now, will she sleep? Uh, does she sit on the couch with you? No.
2: Interesting. She's not very cuddly at all.
3: Yeah, my dogs are all about the cuddling.
2: Yeah. She cuddles, like, out of, like, she'll put up with it for a little bit. Although, I haven't, I've found this with other dogs that I've had in my life. In the morning, when they're still sleeping when you get up, then they're very cuddly. Where they don't really feel like moving, and they'll let you be cuddly with them. But, no, she's not a cuddler, and I, I think that's true of some of these greyhounds. Some are super cuddlers, where they are very cuddly, others are not. And I guess others will grow into it, so maybe she'll grow into it.
3: And Mike Cooper, he is, like... Not only cuddly, he will like suffocate you. Like, Which well, one is a Cooper? Cooper is the uh, the our, newest. No, that's oh, Ra- okay. Raymond. Oh, uh, right, He's cuddly too, but uh, Cooper was the uh, the last uh, Seeing Eye pup that we raised, and he he uh, he didn't make the cut, and he came back to us. And when he when I am on the couch, he will like just like when he was a puppy, he will come and uh, just lay right on top of me and drool into me and the whole thing.
2: Is he the black dog, the blonde dog, or, or yeah, the black or the blonde dog?
3: He is the yellow lab. The yellow lab, all
2: mm-hmm. right. All right, so, he, yeah, sometimes, like, you, I want, like, there are times where I'm like, oh, I wish the dog would come up on the couch, even though I was very much against that prior to getting a dog, and then other times I think it's probably maybe best that she doesn't because I have a feeling I wouldn't be good at policing it.
3: Yeah, no, see, I don't care about that stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm all about, you know. You're all in. Oh, uh, yeah. I, in the bed and on the couch, the whole thing.
2: All right. Uh, Ryan Brazel checking in on Twitter wants to know, on a blustery, wintry day, what is Eddie's favorite th- thing to cook?
3: Wow, okay. On uh, You know, there's a bunch of soups that the wife and I will make, mm-hmm. but my, my favorite thing is, like, a gumbo with, like, uh, you know, spicy sausage and... Okra, and you know, it's just that's good stuff. On a you cold day. you cook this
2: right on the stove, or do you have like one of those pressure cooker things, an instant pot?
3: We do have the uh, instant pot, but usually it's done uh, on the stovetop.
2: Yeah, that instant pot seems like it's very confusing to me.
3: It is a little, a little intimidating, I must say. My wife knows what to do with it, me not so much. I would go definitely a stovetop.
2: Yeah, every time Gina and I try to cook in it, it's always like. Press this button first, then hit this button, then add this, then release the steam, and it's like, oh my gosh, it's too so many steps, just too many just, rules. Just put it on a big pot on the stove and let that bad boy cook. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. A gumbo
3: is that like a seafood gumbo, or is it? Uh, uh, I do not eat seafood, but yes, you can make a seafood. You put shrimp in it or something. Yeah, uh, but uh, we so you just do make spicy it. sausage. Yeah, like a like an andouille.
2: And what's the difference between that and like um, a stew?
3: Well i mean it's usually stew is is beef usually beef based mm-hmm. and it's got potatoes and carrots this is it's got the okra and uh, with the sausage and some you know other stuff in there is it a is it
2: a thick is it thick or soup or is it like soupy it's it uh like it's like
3: a very thick soup the way we nice. make it.
2: Thick soup. I like a good Mm -hmm, thick soup. mm -hmm. All right. That's a good question from Ryan Brazel. Um, Let me go to a sports-related one. This one I thought was interesting. It says, this is from uh, Derek Nelson. Has working at WFAN made Eddie enjoy sports more or less?
3: That is a fascinating question. Yeah. Um, I would say it's made me like... College football more, and because we really don't talk about it much, right. which I think is the reason why I kind of developed an affinity for it. And it's made me actually like the other sports less. I have very strange sports viewing habits nowadays where I'll every almost everything I watch, ex- with rare exceptions. It's uh, on, you know, TiVo where I'm watching it at double speed or I'm watching Red Zone, which is just jumping all over the place. Uh, in Met games, I'll just kind of watch until I see the score flip, you know, or except for dramatic moments. And, of course, you stop and you watch real speed. Um, but, yeah, it's a very strange thing. And I don't, you know, I'll watch Sports Center obviously, to see what's going on. Um, you know, and, and PTI sometimes I'll watch cause I like those guys, but, uh, yeah, it's a really, a you know, outside of that, I don't consume much. So it's a, it, yes, it has definitely over the, however many years I've been here now, 31, two years. It's yeah, it's definitely affected my sports fandom.
2: But also just the, like it's hard to tell really what does it because there are other people who don't work in sports where their their viewing habits have changed over the years, so you don't know if it's getting older or what it is that that does it
3: yeah that's that's a fair point when when you know life uh comes along and kids and jobs and all that stuff, and you know you're not a kid anymore and can't devote uh you know twelve hours to consuming sports. I can see that too.
2: But that also might be your your mentioning of college sports over pro sports because we don't really talk college football here. That might also be why
3: you like, as Gio would say, the football. That is, yeah, I'm a big with the football. Like I, XFL, I, yeah. all those leagues. Yeah, the AAF. Yeah. Yeah, I was all in on those.
2: Because we don't really – we don't talk about them on the air. So if you want to find out about them, you'll read about them or – look online about them that sort of thing.
3: Yeah, and I love watching the the small conferences like Sunbelt Conference, MAC Conference, you know, I those college football games, I'm all in for those.
2: Here's one from Zach Hirsch college football related. What is Eddie's favorite college football game? Are there any games over the years that stand out when he asks this question?
3: Yeah, well the Auburn Alabama Iron Bowl with the uh, the kick six uh, that was a great one. And what then, year was that? That was more oh, recent? Oh, gosh, that would be maybe six years ago by now. Yeah. Auburn won the championship that year. Who was and the
2: quarterback? Was that Cam Newton?
3: No, it was. Uh, no, he's been in the league too long yeah. already. Yeah. It was who I you know I forget. I forget who the hell it was, to be honest with you. Cause it
2: was called the kick six? I'm going to Google it yeah. while you're talking. Yeah,
3: Auburn. Iron Bowl kick six. All right. Iron Bowl
2: Kick six. There it is. Comes right up. Yep. I don't even see. I don't even know what that means. Kick six. Well, you know what a pick six is, right? Oh, yeah. Pick six, uh, interception, return for a
3: touchdown. Right. So Alabama was trying a game-winning, a long, game-winning field goal at the end of the game. And, you know, if if the field goal falls short, the defense can pick up the ball and try to run back with it. Right. And that's exactly what happened that they it was like a fifty plus yarder guy got it in the end zone, deep in the end zone, and ran it back and all the way and the game was over and it was an incredible ending.
2: The quarterbacks in that game, Nick Marshall and AJ McCarron.
3: Yeah. And then earlier that year, a few weeks before that, in the Georgia game, also in Auburn they were down late and had just a, you know, not quite a Hail Mary, but it was a deep pass over the middle, and it was tipped by the Georgia defender, and the Auburn receiver was behind him right into his hands. Touchdown won the game, and that was part of a, a magical run that year for Auburn.
2: And Alabama in that game against Auburn, 21 points in the second quarter, I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. 21 of their 28 points was in the second quarter. They shut them down the rest of the time.
3: Yeah, that was that. Uh, that was... A memorable game there was a uh you know notre dame navy game where navy beat them for the first time and however long that was a great game and there was a few things that stand out
2: all right uh this is a pessimistic cynic says since jerry's always ripping eddie's music choices for the show can you have eddie share his most played songs on spotify
3: i don't have spotify
2: so what do you do if you want to hear a song you'll go to youtube
3: uh or now these days I'll ask Alexa. Oh. And I'll uh have her pl- play a song.
2: So what are your go-to songs that you've been playing recently?
3: Well, it's more just artists uh not a specific song. So um, you'll ask
2: for like a me- like a um, a mix of hits from so and
3: so. Yeah, Mamas and the Papas was one recently. The mm-hmm. Kinks was one recently. Oh, that's a good one. Early BG's, you know, bef- pre Saturday Night Fever. Right. Um, you know, just sort of you know, that that sort of thing.
2: Did you watch that Bee Gees documentary on HBO? I did not. I think you would really like it. Okay. It's very interesting. Like I'm not a huge Bee Gees fan, but it really did show I was actually amazed at, at how long their career was because they had like two different careers. Yes. Like you're saying, um, that early Bee Gees they were compared to the Beatles.
3: Yeah, and an early um and and who was the 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 main writer? I don't. I think it was. I think it was Barry. Barry Gibb. Yeah. I he, he prolific in terms of like hits. Yes. I mean, he wrote hundreds of songs and probably like sixty radio hits, which is impressive.
2: Yeah. So yeah, in this documentary, they show them you know being like the Beatles, and then they broke up, and then Barry Gibb just started writing tons of hits for everybody. Yeah, he and did. And then the disco thing happened.
3: Yeah, he wrote uh, Islands in the Stream. Yeah, this, Dolly. you love that one. Yeah, I like their version of it. Oh, they do a version
2: as well? Yeah, they Prior did it. An... Prior to the, uh, the hit? No, after. Oh, they did it after. Uh, that's what, Dolly Parton, Kenny Rogers? Correct. That is what we are. You're a big um, James Taylor guy I know I as well. love
3: James Taylor, Carol King. Fleetwood you know, Mac. Basically, if you, if you uh, turn on the bridge on Sirius, <laughs> that, that's what I like. Yeah, the bridge. Yeah. All right. The bridge it I is. think, right?
2: Um, I don't remember the channel number, but the bridge is one of those channels that I know I would like and I always forget about.
3: In the 70s on 7, of course. I love 70s on 7.
2: They even have one now on the online version uh, called Yacht Rock. Where it's like it's mainly seventies
3: music, right, and Margaritaville once an hour, yeah, right yeah, songs you would play on a yacht
2: uh is Eddie a fan? This is from uh Sal. Is Eddie a fan of writer Graham Hancock, who covers ancient civilizations? Every time I see him on Joe Rogan's podcast, I think of Eddie.
3: So this is familiar? a, uh, I am not, but is it It's a non-fiction writer?
2: It seems like a non-fiction writer, yeah, Graham okay. Hancock.
3: In this, you know, I, I actually, I'm reading uh, or listening to a book now which is focused on Antarctica, mm-hmm. and they're talking about civilizations, you know, uh, prehistoric human civilizations in Antarctica. So I kind of went down an went down Antarctica rabbit hole of yeah. trying to look up <laughs> facts about it. And to see if there was any credible evidence for any human occupation of the continent, you know, prehistory. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no, because uh, the science says that, you know, it's been basically covered in ice for about 15 million years. Mm -hmm. And the humans as a species are about, I mean, most generous estimate, maybe a half a million years, maybe for Homo sapiens. Um, but uh, even that, that's a generous estimate, maybe more like 200,000 years. Some people say as little as 150,000 years for our species of of hominid. So yeah, there's not much real credible evidence for actual human civilizations on Antarctica. Just, so you
2: went all deep in this? Oh, yeah,
3: because it's been separated as its own continent for about 25 million years and then covered with ice for about 15 million years. So you really, you know, you can't live, you know, if you can't grow anything and animals can't graze and and all of that.
2: Right. Kind of makes
3: living there a little difficult to support life. And now that you say the name again, Graham Hancock?
2: Graham Hancock, yeah.
3: Yeah, I think I saw him on some, like, video that I was watching where it was like, talking about Antarctic civilizations as if it was like it really happened, but they're just Mm. like glossing over all the (laughs) science. I'm like, wait a minute. And I think I might've seen him on that.
2: Yeah. So uh, yeah, if he's uh, if he's on Joe Rogan, I think Joe Rogan loves like sort of conspiracy typey guys, Mm -hmm. you know, like that aren't always going by the science, but going by other factors as well.
3: Yeah. And, And yeah. So if there's anyone out there who can point me in any sort of credible scientific exploration of prehistoric uh, Antarctic civilizations, then let uh, let Al know. Okay, uh, yeah, and I'll pass it along. And also, speaking of ice ages, I believe, I don't know if I've ever shared this with you, I believe that I live right by the terminal moraine of the Laurentide ice sheet. What does that mean okay. for those of and, us In the not last familiar. glaciation, the, the last glacial maximum, About, what, 11,000 years ago? You know, when a glacier sort of advances, you know, because basically Mm -hmm. the glaciers were here, you know, all through like Manhattan and Staten Island. That's basically where it ended, okay? And Mm -hmm. when a glacier advances, it kind of pushes up all this pile of crap, basically, boulders and dirt and all that stuff that's been pushing as it's been moving. And that's at the end of the glacier. And then when it melts, that pile of crap is left there. That's basically Long Island. Um,
2: a big pile of crap.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, not in a really pejorative sense, but yes. But so, and if you trace sort of the where they think the terminal moraine was, I think I it's right at the top of my block. And if there's any, really? yeah. If there's any geologists out there that confirm that uh, can uh, confirm that for me, that would be awesome.
2: In Edison, New Jersey.
3: Yeah, in Edison, New Jersey, I think I'm right by the terminal moraine. In between uh, Amboy, actually, I think the Terminal Marina is Grandview Avenue in yeah. Edison, sort of in between uh, Woodbridge Ave and Route One, and uh, yeah, I'm right in that area. So, if there's anybody who works for the USGS out there, give Aloha.
2: Yeah, please reach out to me on Twitter. We need to find this out, <laughs> and let's end with this one, Eddie. Yes. Um, somebody wants to know if you watched the Disney movie Soul. Uh, no. Are you familiar with it? Is
3: it kind of recent?
2: It is recent, and I think it has to do, like, with life and death and reincarnation or is, something Is that like the that.
3: one with all the, um, it had all the, uh, Day of the Dead masks, you know, that, uh, Dia de los Muertos, you know, that, uh, yeah, that's I very big know. in the Spanish community? I d- no, I don't or, think it's that You don't one. think it's that one? You know what no. I'm talking about, yeah. though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is an even newer one. Oh, Okay. But no, uh, I I have Disney Plus, so I'll check yeah. it out. Soul, S O L, Soul,
2: yeah. And then it says, if not, did he watch the reincarnation episode that I mentioned? I
3: have not yet. <laughs> I, 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 I guess know.
2: they're very similar. Or it's but it's, Dog. Dog. She's S-O- yeah, she, it's Soul, S O U L, yes, yeah, Soul, okay. Yes, I have she, actually heard very good things about it as well, and I I want to watch that. Gina has um, Disney Ch- Disney Plus, but she said she watched already. Really makes you think, they say. Mm-hmm. That's what I like. I like a big, nice thinking
3: one. Yes, we like Right
2: that. now, I'm in the middle of a documentary about crack cocaine in the, when the crack came into uh, New York City.
3: Yeah, I heard you and Jerry talking about that on yesterday's yeah. podcast. It's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, she is ready.
2: She's like r- rip-roaring, in to go. She's chewing on toys. She's like, what are you doing? You're talking what about are we doing stupid here? crap
3: and ice sheets. Get the hell out of here. You're past your, your time. <laughs> I got to go
2: poop. All right, let's do uh, the warm-up show. I did that with uh, Christopher Lepresti, and uh, Jerry
0: will be back tomorrow. Yes, yes? he
2: will. Mm-hmm. All right, Eddie, uh, you know how this goes. I See you.
0: eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. Every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
2: Good
4: morning, campers.
2: Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's
0: only an hour long, and most
2: days it doesn't suck. Hilarious. Oh, hi, Al Dukes here. And if I'm taking the lead, that means Jerry Recco is out today and Mr. Christopher Lepresti joins me. Oh, hi, CeeLo. Good morning,
1: Al. How are you today?
2: Are you in uh, New York City? I always like to know where everybody is before we begin.
1: Yes, yeah, Al. I don't think I have uh, done a fill-in shift for Jerry where I have not been in New York City since about uh, July at this July, point. July, so yeah. pretty consistent. Yeah, you I would say so. Are,
2: yep. New York City is where it is at. Yes, sir. CeeLo, a lot going on today, even though uh, you would think this is a dead-time area for sports. Uh, Super Bowl is over, but a lot going on, a lot of buzz.
1: Well, I think we'll be in that dead time soon enough, right? So we've you got all the, the Super Bowl spillover here in the next couple of days or a okay. couple of days afterwards. We've got some lingering NFL storylines and whatnot. So I understand there are a lot of things to get to today.
2: But we also have a NFL free agency, and that's going to be my very first story. Oh, Because uh, for the longest time around here, we kept hearing about Deshaun Watson to the Jets, Deshaun Watson to the Jets, and then we kept hearing that the Texans have no interest in trading him. No matter what you offer, no matter what you do, we are not interested. Deshaun Watson's going to be a quarterback. And I have to say, the buzz has kind of died down Well, for Deshaun Watson. Did you
1: expect this to get done in short order?
2: I did. I expected there was a lot of talk, and I expected short order. Delivery of Deshaun Watson going somewhere else.
1: Well, I think we got a little spoiled with how quickly the Matt Stafford to the Rams trade went down a couple of weeks back, Correct. right? Because yes. also Monday, Carson Wentz, you read, oh, could go down today's and to be traded. And here we yes. are on Wednesday morning and nothing's happened.
2: This is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I thought things would be moving along quickly. Let's go, let's get things rolling here. Well, while the Deshaun Watson stuff has died down, a couple of days ago, and I mentioned this to Jerry yesterday, a couple of days ago, I think it was even Super Bowl weekend mm. when I was going through the news, I saw like uh, the the Seahawks are interested in trading Russell Wilson. I was like, what? Is this? Uh, I'm not even putting this on the show <laughs> sheet because it's so stupid. And I thought, well, you know, I, I think I actually saw it on – it was either Friday afternoon or Saturday. And I said, you know what? I'm not even putting this on the show sheet. We got the Super Bowl tomorrow, and this story's got – what are the chances? Of this? Do is you real? recall
1: who had that story? Because A- I didn't been, see it.
2: It must have been on, on the Pro Football Talks website.
1: Right, but they they're usually linking to somebody yeah. else's story. Yeah, right.
2: And I didn't. I did I was just like, "This is so. This is a silly. We've got nothing to write before the
1: Super Bowl article." I will say, I would have agreed with you a hundred percent at that point in time. Correct. I did on my way in this morning just to kind of get in tune with what you guys discussed yesterday because I missed most of yesterday's program. I threw what? on the. Uh, I went back on the radio. Dot com app, hit up the Sweet. rewind. And I listened to the Open yesterday, and it was very interesting to me, or maybe it was in Jerry's segment, it was in the first hour, that Boomer, having met with Patrick, or not Patrick Holmes, with Russell Wilson, I guess, down in Tampa over the weekend, came away, and he was kind of dropping some subtle hints about how he, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe Russell Wilson. Boomer's good like that. He'll drop that hint out there, and then the next day, it really becomes a storyline. In this case, it was a couple hours later.
2: Right, so when I, I saw that, and then even on, uh, I think I saw it again on Monday, and I was like, you know what, uh, maybe I'll put this on the show sheet uh, and see if uh, anybody knows anything, and like you said, sure enough. By the way, they kept showing uh, Russell Wilson in uh, the the commissioner's box. Yeah, he looks miserable.
1: L- miserable. <laughs> Goodell's chatting up that. I, I, forgive me if I mispronounce it. Ciara? How is it Ciara, pronounced? Yeah, Ciara, Ciara it, yeah. Ciara? Ciara? Ciara. So he's right in the middle, and they're chatting it up, and it's almost like he's like hunched, slunched back in the chair trying to stay away from the two of them talking yeah. back and forth, and he looked like he wanted to be anywhere else but in that uh, that box there with Goodell.
2: It looked like he was in the middle, the in-between, as you're saying, of a conversation where one of the people has horrendous breath. Yes, exactly right. If Roger right. Goodell had terrible breath, and he's like, I got to get out of the
1: middle of yeah, this conversation. get me out of here.
2: Yeah, he just did not look happy. No,
1: and he, I mean, I, I, he's dressed nice. He's got the suit on, but as what had the boomer word yesterday. I think he said he was poured into that suit, which is a great oh, line because yeah. he poured does. In. That was part of the discomfort as I'm looking at him. I'm like, here I am a Super Bowl Sunday. I got the sweats on, sweatshirt, sweatpants, eating my face off, and this guy's in this like tight, form fitting suit, sitting next to Cadell. He's not in the game. They're, he and the Goodell and the wife are probably talking about something he has no interest in, and he just looks absolutely miserable.
2: Yes, they get me out of here. Look. Then we started to hear oh, Russell Wilson, he's frustrated with getting hit too much. Mm. Uh, Russell Wilson, uh, are you on the trade block? That's a Seahawks question. Mm-hmm. Then Brandon Marshall comes out. Was a teammate with Russell Wilson, says Russell Wilson is beyond frustrated and wants to move on, but in a, quote, classy way.
1: Yes. Also, Russell Wilson, I would like some more input on the decision-making process, and I think many quarterbacks in the league yeah. should have such power with their teams.
2: It's mm-hmm. getting ugly here. Very and then, uh Stuff I don't know much about, the business side of things, Boomer was also explaining yesterday with the contract situation there, and I guess— uh, He's due too much money, so maybe the Seahawks want to move on from that.
1: Well, that's usually what happens with these with these situations, yeah, right? Yeah. Eventually, you pay the quarterback, and early on in the contract, you get by, and then eventually, they make too much money, and you can't you, you can't fill out the rest of your roster.
2: Right. Which was always weird. Like I would think, if you were the quarterback, to do what Tom Brady did, yeah, which of was take less money and be more successful.
1: Always comes back to Tom Brady, doesn't it? Just does you know, everything the right the way. The
2: guy's a role model. Mm.
1: Culture changer, Al.
2: Yeah, so I don't know what's going on here. I don't know if the Jets would be serious contenders with the number two pick to, to trade that to Seattle. you got to think they've got to be Just
1: contenders. think about some of these quarterback names we're discussing here yeah, in this It's, odd. Very, it's odd. very unusual. Interesting, right. though.
2: You got the sh- Let me ask you this, CeeLo. If you're Joe Douglas, he's mm-hmm. the GM of the Jets. Yes. Do you want Deshaun Watson for big-time number two pick? Do you want... Russell Wilson for big time number two pick or do you want Carson Wentz for like a scrub pick a little bit later on
1: I would rank it Watson Wilson Wentz that would be my really yes the youth on Wilson yeah I mean look I think think Russell Wilson is uh, I think he's criminally underrated actually Uh, and I think a product of that is obviously where he plays I mean I know they got the great fans out there but you don't I just feel like he gets overlooked year in, year out. You know, when he was first coming up, it was all about the defense. But if you just watch him, he, he most weeks looks like Mahomes looked in the Super Bowl on Sunday where he's running for his life on many plays. And he's just improvising and making plays outside the pocket, extending plays, making ridiculous throws from all different arm angles. He's a tremendous player.
2: But he's getting smacked around back there.
1: Yeah, but again, I mean, they... they Their roster, because again, I haven't looked at where his cap hit was for this past season, but he's you know he's been around longer than than we realize now. You know, you think what is he nine years in now? I mean, he's been around a while, so you know that from whenever he signed that contract. I mean, then he's making big money, Um, so it's it's just hard unless you really hit on some of those late round draft picks that turn into studs. It's really hard to surround that high priced quarterback who's at the top of the market as far as his his dollar and his cap figure with a real competitive roster. We've seen it with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay at times. Same thing.
2: So he is, uh, Russell Wilson's 32 years old. Deshaun Watson is 25. Yeah. Did that factor into your putting Watson number 100%.
1: one? 100%. Yeah, the, the, the youth. Now I will say this, you know, Watson comes with a bit of an injury history. He's obviously not as thick as Russell Wilson. You worry about his long-term durability. But just as far as where he's at in his career, you know, he signed the contract, but it wasn't, uh, you know, wasn't anything crazy long term. I just feel like there's a little bit more flexibility there.
2: Hmm. Well, one of these guys better get here. That would be do great. You think, do you think the Jets wind up with one of those guys?
1: Um, probably not because it's the Jets. Really? <laughs> it just never seems to work <laughs> out that way. Right. I don't even think Wentz is in the conversation for the Jets. I, I don't, I'd be very surprised. You if You think that... he's going to the Colts? I just, I just, I mean, you might as well keep Sam Darnold then. Correct. So, I I mean, if you're going big, you know, big fish, big big game fishing here, you're looking at Watson and now, I mean, look at Wilson's name only just entered the conversation a couple of days ago, at least as far as the public is concerned. Like you said, Friday, Saturday, you're looking at this. This can't be true. No way this is happening. Yeah. Now here we are on Wednesday and it's, whoa, wait a second.
2: Right. What do we got here? Yeah. Plus didn't he, wouldn't we weren't didn't we hear rumors even a year ago that Russell Wilson wanted to move to New York? We did.
1: That's, I forgot right. about that. That's I, that's a good job out of you. I remember us discussing that.
2: Ciara wants to be in yeah. New York. Yes. Versus and the Seattle. rumors at
1: the time were about him coming to the Giants. Yes. 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 How about that?
2: Hmm. I think things are happening around here. A lot
1: going on behind closed doors. A
2: lot going on behind the scenes. So we've got that to look forward to for sure, Sila. What else do I have here on Russell Wilson? Oh, there's more Russell it. Wilson no, stuff. No, I think that's oh, okay. all I had on Russell Wilson. We emptied the,
1: the I emptied canister the
2: Russell Wilson canister yeah. with that. Uh, we also have uh, Major League Baseball news, but this is more front office stuff, which is not normally my forte. But I guess they're updating their harassment policy mm-hmm. after the Jared Porter, Mickey Callaway situation. Uh, They're putting an anonymous hotline in where if you feel like you're being harassed or something's not going on, or maybe even if you see something going down and you don't want to uh, put your name on it, you could uh, anonymous hotline. Just dial it in, call it in. Yeah, I that's something I would do. No, sure. oh,
1: that's right up I'm your alley. A, yeah,
2: I am an anonymous tip kind of guy. <laughs> so I'd be perfect for this. Yes,
1: or the the person who calls to get somebody else involved rather than you stepping in and yes. you know, taking control of the situation right. yourself. Yeah, I think that might be more effective for that sort of third person who witnesses something. I still yes. wonder if the victims themselves, right. you know, it's like okay, I call in, but then. You know, when it comes back to the individual that's doing the harassing, I mean, it's going to be a short list of people, and they're going to know probably who added them, right? Right. And then you worry yeah, you about the backlash and the, you know, the, the retribution or not being able to do your job the way you want. I mean, that's what a lot of these, especially in the Mickey Calloway story, that's what a lot of the, the the female reporters talked about, you know, fear of not being able to have a source or do their job the right way or get the stories. And I understand all that. I do.
2: It says anonymous hotline. You don't think someone's manning that line all day long. It's probably you leave a message, right?
1: Ah, well, if they're operated by a third party, I mean, I imagine they have somebody available to take a call at probably, maybe not 24 hours, but probably most of the time.
2: Otherwise, if I had to leave a message, I'd I'd try to disguise my voice. Right. Hello. I'd be like this. Hello, Um, I'm seeing some behavior. You know, I wouldn't want them to... (laughs) trace it to me. Cause well, you got to do what the the
1: criminals do in the TV shows and the movies. You got to get the the thing that changes your voice. You yeah, don't voice have to do changer. it yourself.
2: And I'd even put myself on a, a shadow looking thing at home when I made the call, just to be careful, extra careful. They're also going to put a <laughs> uh, flyer. They're going to be posting in the locker rooms with steps to take if you are being harassed.
1: I hate to, uh, I hate to be this guy. This just Uh smells of MLB just covering their ass here. Is that right? It does. It does. We're uh, posting the flyers. Really gonna the uh, the hotline? I like better than the flyer. I'll say that way. Maybe the
2: flyer will also have the hotline on it.
1: I I would. It makes sense, right? You're right.
2: Flyers tend to get lost on walls. Like you, you pass it by once, maybe you see it and you forget about
1: it. Right. I would. And I would hope going, they could find room on the flyer for the hotline number as well.
2: Yes, and they're also upping their anti-harassment and discrimination training. I guess now the way it was currently run, they had to do it every three years. Now they're going to have to do it every year. Every which three I think most, years? Wow. Yeah, I think most companies do it now every
1: year. Yeah, I, I get We're quite a few emails tests. about those. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I might be. I might be actually overdue on one of them now that you mentioned it. Thank you for the reminder. Oh, is that right? Yeah.
2: Oh, I gotta check on that later today. Eddie does his training immediately. I do it not immediately, but I don't wait till the last minute.
1: Okay. Are you a last minute guy in other no. ways? Never. No, that's not your. It would come with no. too much, too much angst for you, probably. Right. Too much. Too much stress and anxiety. Yeah, you don't want I have can't to. Can't deal be with dealing that. with that. No. No.
2: All right, let's take a break here, CeeLo. When we come back, I got some uh, Super Bowl related items. I have a, a Giants quarterback retiring. Hmm, interesting. Who, would, <laughs> who could that be? I've got Aaron Rodgers, who's into astrology, evidently. And what else do I have? Ooh, Mark Cuban and the National Anthem, a little controversy. Let's do that, and Boomer and Geo at the top.
4: All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time?
2: Al and Jerry. Number one with meatheads in the gym. That's right. Especially those guys that carry the big gallons of water. Guys who are wearing tank tops where their nipples are showing. <laughs> You've seen those guys, CeeLo. Oh yeah. Where is Jerry today?
1: Uh good question. Boom, boom. Rutgers. S- so uh, Rutgers related. Uh, well, obviously I know that. Somewhere where there's a Big Ten opponent. How's that for an answer? A Big Ten opponent? I would I would I think they're only Iowa. playing. There you go. Iowa. Eddie knew. Jerry told
2: me he enjoyed Iowa the last time. No, uh, it's Iowa. The last time he was there. He liked Iowa. Like, it's uh, kind of in the middle of nowhere, but he said to uh, the, kind, beautiful... of in
1: the... <laughs> kind of in the middle of nowhere? He did say
2: this, though, about Iowa, where he got to go out one time, him and his uh, play-by-play friends, and Rutgers related, back mm-hmm. when we were allowed to see other human beings. He said he went to a, a, a local uh, uh, sports bar in Iowa. He said, lots of hot chicks.
1: Well, big states. How schools. about that in Iowa? That uh, doesn't surprise me.
2: A lot of people say like the the old oldie song from the Beach Boys, California girls. I wish they all could be California girls. Mm-hmm. No one considers it Iowa girls. Uh, Iowa are beautiful people, men, women, all over this country, CeeLo. It's not just places where there
1: are beaches. Of course. Many areas that a lot of us don't even know exist and right. we'll never visit. We'll never visit. But nope. Jerry, when he's traveling the with the Rutgers, Iowa. Iowa City,
2: baby. Jerry has brought this up to me before, and it is interesting. As we get older, and uh, me, Eddie, uh, Jerry, uh, older than you, Selah, but you start to look at your time left on Earth and go, you know, I'll probably never go to Japan. Like, I'll never be in Germany.
1: I'm not ready to say that just yet, but then again, as you pointed out, you've got me by a
2: few. you got a couple more years, but like like Jerry says, will he ever go to Spain? Probably never.
1: I mean, mean, never go to Spain. Why not? Well, because there's too many other places to go. But, I mean, Spain's a pretty big one. People speak highly of it, especially Barcelona. Spain? Yeah. yeah. Spain, Greece.
2: Gre- that was it. Jerry was talking about Greece. I was telling him, there's way too many good-looking dudes in Greece to go. <laughs> Your wives will be looking around going, look at this hunk of a fella.
1: Not going to find Al on the uh, cliffs of Santorini? <laughs> no, not mm. going to
2: find me going to
1: Greece. All right. You're missing out. Not Beautiful. me. The pictures look great. Can't wait to go.
2: There was a story. Well, you know, uh, you saw the Super Bowl Celo and uh, the great, the great Kevin Harlan did that wonderful play-by-play of the guy streaking on the field, and it it went viral, as they say. And then there was uh, the streaker. A photo of the streaker taking him taking a photo. He was clothed uh, with a with a man in a bar, a local bar. Said, "Oh, this is the streaker. This guy bet." won three hundred seventy five thousand dollars by betting that there would be a streaker on the field. Right. He placed the bet and then he became the streaker on the field. And I did have people reach out to me on social media yesterday and Monday going, Why why is no one talking about this? This is a hilarious fun story. And it didn't seem real. Like I and and a a guy who considers himself a betting expert, whose name I can't remember right now, <laughs> says
1: that it seems like fake news. I've seen, just this morning, a lot of folks poke holes in that story. Yeah. One, if you did bet and win
2: $375,000 on yourself, let's see the ticket.
1: Okay. Put your name on
2: it, as Herm Edwards would say.
1: Yeah. Well, the Be a man st- or a woman. <laughs> there you go. Put your name on it. Put I saw your name the, on it. I saw the one story from TMZ, I guess it was, mm-hmm. reference that he sent somebody to Vegas, like a proxy. Yes. To place this prop bet, and the folks right. out in Vegas basically said, "Well, that's you know right there that it's BS because I guess they they don't they don't do that sort of thing out there in person at the book, so they don't allow you to bet as much as it would have taken to win right. three hundred and seventy-five grand on that particular wager." The,
2: the claim is it was a fifty thousand dollars bet, which yeah. the, which this uh, Vegas expert that I was reading this morning said they don't accept that high of a bet on a prop bet. So the story, run out nude, this st- nude. <laughs> Nude so the story streaking?
1: about the streaker profiting on himself is is probably fake. fake. News. What a surprise! Probably a surprise. fake news. Yeah. We get yeah. to
2: see the nudity up on the big screen.
1: Mm. Mm. Delicious.
2: Oh yeah, <laughs> nudity on the big screen. So that's probably fake. Uh, Bucks rookie Antoine Woodfield Jr. says he appreciated the uh, streaker coming on the field because it gave him some time to catch his
1: breath. I heard that in his uh, post game Zoom presser. Yeah. Yeah. What
2: a good that, that is. That's like a free timeout, pretty
1: much. And a streaker on the field. Apparently, free it was well timed for the Bucks. Pretty yeah, much well-timed. Everything seemed to be well timed for the Bucks in this.
2: Yeah, team. they had a. It was just like the Bucks' previous Super Bowl, the only other one they were in, I believe, that was the 2003 they Super Bowl spanked against the Raiders. They spanked the Raiders. Where the the thing that came out of that game was Buccaneers defensive players on the sideline, John Lynch, I think, in particular, recent new Hall of Famer, mm. saying that they knew every play that was coming.
1: How did they know? I don't remember that. How did they know?
2: Because uh, evidently the stupid Raiders didn't change their <laughs> plays from when John Gruden was the Raider coach.
1: Oh right, and wasn't that the Super Bowl where yeah, Bill Callahan was accused of throwing the game be- to get Gruden the Super Bowl win for his legacy? I think Tim Brown went after right? him after in the years that and that Jerry, I believe was that was Jerry Rice on that team for the Raiders at that point? I think he might have been. Not sure. I have to check on that. Obviously, I know. Just he Google it for you the Raider. I don't remember if he Go was the with show. them. During the Super Bowl run. There. Yeah,
2: but yeah, I remember the guys, the Buccaneers players coming off on the sideline going, we yeah. know every play
4: they're running.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like they, they didn't both. change
2: play calls or anything.
1: Yeah, Rice was on that team. Tim Brown. I, read, I was reading about this recently, actually, because Bill Callahan is one of the most respected offensive line coaches in the game still. Anywhere he goes, he revamps offensive lines, and it's, all of a sudden the t- team has a great run game. But he, uh, some of his players definitely felt there was some... Some shady, some shady gaziness going on. Is that from the right? Raiders perspective in that Super Bowl, yeah. The
2: Raiders. Raiders, the Raiders. Adrian Peterson says now he wants to play for the Buccaneers. Get sure. me on the
1: team. Get me a ring. The guy Why wants not? a ring. Worked out well for Leonard Fournette, so yeah. Might as well walk in his footsteps. Yes.
2: Yes. Going to be a lot of players doing that. Hey, I'll play. Uh, hey, listen, I'm a free agent. Maybe you get me on this Tom Brady-led Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. Let's get another ring. Although repeating is almost impossible in the NFL,
1: unless you're Super the Patriots. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Well, Brady is kind of the Patriots, so maybe they'll be the the next team to do it. Hmm. AP needs the money though. He uh, uh, last he month, needed the money. Yeah, oh. just, he's, he owes money, and uh, I think uh, you know child support or something oh. something in court where yeah he's. He's way behind. He's, he's in the hole few mil, so he needs to keep playing as long as his legs uh, allow him to do so at an NFL level.
2: Imagine playing at his level for the amount of years he played in the NFL and still being in the hole with money.
1: Yeah, it's My a problem. Goodness. You wonder what goes on. Whereas Gronk, you listen to him talk and you think, man, keep this guy away from his money. He's, he's a lunatic. He's an animal. And the story goes about him is that he's never spent a penny of his NFL earnings.
2: Oh, he's using just his endorsement money? I guess so. That was We're the old Jay the Leno. Interest. That was the old Jay Leno thing. When Jay Leno hosted The Tonight Show, he banked all that cash, and he lived off his weekend stand-up money.
1: Yeah, there you go. Right? It says I've been doing already... the
2: same thing. I'm, I'm living... Uh, I, I just... Live off the warm-up show money, yes. and I bank the Boomer and Geo cash.
1: Warm-up show money yeah. and podcast royalties, podcast, royalties things and like then, that. Mm-hmm. Now and you got I'm, the Al's boring beer revenue coming in.
2: Yeah, now I'm just and then I just bank my Boomer and Geo salary.
1: Awesome, that's the way to do it. So it says here, Gronk's never spent a dime of his NFL salary. Now I wonder mm-hmm. if that stipulates the difference between salary and like a you know roster bonus or signing yeah. bonus. I'm not sure. Probably I probably
2: just banks the actual salary. Right.
1: Oh, still, bad. good for him.
2: They had a nice little mic'd-up moment between Patrick Mahomes and uh, Tom Brady after the game. Yeah, where,
1: I read the headline. I was looking yeah. forward to it. it. It was a bit of a letdown. It was quick. And I not yeah, that I expected some long, drawn-out thing. It's like Mahomes just got his ass kicked. You know, he wants to pay his respects and get off the field and let Brady do his thing. Um, so, I mean, it was all right. We'll play it for you later. You're a legend, he said. Yeah. And we know they have a good relationship, right? Brady kind of went out of his way to talk to him the year the Pats beat the Chiefs in the AFC title game, which was, I guess, was that Mahomes' first year starting? I think probably, it was. yeah. And they've apparently kept in touch, so a lot of respect there, as you, as you would imagine. So you saw that play out after the game.
2: I see. Yes, and then I even saw Travis Kelsey came over real quick, said yeah. congrats on number seven.
1: Yeah. Pretty much anyone, probably, but Tyron Matthew probably had nice things to say about about Brady right. after the
2: game. And now, evidently, they're going to uh, they're making up uh, via text message. So even yeah, that yeah, ended up well.
1: Yeah, I guess. I mean, Brady gets in these mo- – we've seen it on the field with him for many years where he just loses his mind and, like, turns yes. into some other person. So,
2: And then afterwards, he's very calm. Yes, then, very like-
1: calm. Yeah, it, But notice that that's usually after victories. Like, had they lost, right. oh. I don't think the overtures to Tyron Matthew would be happening.
2: No, yeah. correct. Yeah. That's happy I won another Super Bowl, Brady. Right. Uh, Giants quarterback Alex Tanney is retiring from the National Football League. One of the he, greats, one of the one of the legends. <laughs> he was in the league for nine years, and Think up about this. until this
1: morning, you weren't aware he existed. Is that is that what you are saying? No, no, say, no I, I
2: knew Alex Taney oh, existed. Okay. Uh, I did know he existed. Is
1: that only because of Eli Manning calls? Uh, yes. Okay.
2: And just being around, the, you know, you know the backup quarterbacks for the local teams. Well, I wasn't had Alex sure. had Alex Tanny been a backup somewhere else, I would have had no idea. Sure. Uh, but he retires from the NFL. Check this out. Nine years in the league, he threw 15 passes. <laughs> and Amazing. even if you're looking at a league minimum, this guy made some made some good cash. Oh, yeah. He's a millionaire. But what does he do now?
1: Uh, does it matter?
2: I get like, is, can he live off of I could live off that. But has this guy been living the life since he was been making a couple hundred grand a year?
1: Probably not living the life. Yeah, um, he probably kept it cool, right? I don't want to judge a book by its cover. I don't know Alex Tanney, but, yeah. I mean, if he's been smart with his money, if he's been following Gronk's strategy, I'm sure he's in good shape. I, I hope know, so. Invest it. Maybe open a little business or something. Who knows what his uh, passions and interests are beyond football.
2: you got to be careful, though. Like, when you you gotta be careful when you retire about opening a business because you could just lose all your savings yeah like your business goes under then you I'm like, just saying Damn.
1: he has the you know he has obviously sort of a a blank canvas now to do what he wants with his life he's probably got a lot of options and possibilities because of his financial situation now that seems like like the,
2: the the Alex tanning career is the career I wanted yeah backup quarterback. Back up a guy who never gets hurt. Sure, Eli sure he never
1: gets dirty. You never have yep. to break a sweat. Hold the clipboard. You got the earpiece in.
2: Even when you're when you have to come in, like where where your quarterback takes a hit and the NFL requires you to come out. Yeah, you know how that happens right. sometimes for a play. Get in there. You hand the ball off. Maybe throw a swing pass. Mm-hmm. Fifteen, fifteen passes in nine years. That is the type <laughs> of career I want.
1: Right, preseason pass attempts far outweighing the regular season <laughs> yes. pass attempts. So you wouldn't have been like, now the difference here is Chad Henney did have some time as a starter earlier on yes. in the script. You wouldn't have been the guy that went in from the homes no. and went head first trying to get the first no. down there late in the game, no? Nope. Mm.
2: I would have been like that quarterback for the Colts that was in between Peyton Manning and uh, Andrew Luck. Jim I think it was, Sorge? Or, or Painter.
1: Like, oh sub- yeah, Curtis Painter. They Curtis were both backups for, for Peyton at one point. I think
2: <laughs> go yeah. one in fifteen or whatever the heck. Curtis Painter. I believe he
1: he played for the Giants. You're right. At he was a backup. Yeah. How about that?
2: So that's it. He rides off into the sunset. Now, what, now this is the type of guy that would well, if he wants to, would probably be a decent coach. These backup quarterback guys that that sit there and don't get in the games. Doug Peterson. Yeah, like they become uh, Gary Kubiak. I yeah. always think about. There you go. Uh, they they're good uh coaching candidates because they they stood next to the coach for all these years yes. played behind uh great quarterbacks like Kubiak played behind Elway all those years Alex Tanney behind uh uh Eli Manning Eddie just gave me Jason Garrett another good one
1: Jason Garrett another great one How about that
2: Meanwhile the I'm real saying, how
1: about that what am I biningo How understand? about that Geez.
2: We'll take it no one else is using it right now
1: <laughs> Frank Reich Eddie's just Frank Reich that, you know, not, boy, that, you that speak came on from the Boomer. air that came That's from
2: a great oh, one okay that's Look a at terrific the Boone's locked
1: in on us at 535. Nice. Actually,
2: Frank Reich has the best backup career ever because, again, backing up Jim Kelly all those years. And then the one time you're called on, you light it up and take on those pesky Houston Oilers with the greatest comeback in NFL history.
4: I'm not really locked into you guys. I'm just making sure that Celo showed up this morning.
2: Oh no, he's here. Here he, knew he was on the schedule. Right, he
4: uh, showed up. Very That's disappointed right. in him. I
1: heard. He I heard you the morning after when you came back on Friday. You I heard it. Okay. I, I took my medicine on the air. We're good right. to go.
4: Yeah, there's something about backup quarterbacks, Frank. I think you've, uh, Frank, Al. I think you definitely hit on it.
2: But I said Frank Reich has the best one. He was the backup, and then when he was called on in a playoff game, he showed up big. Oh my gosh. I'd have right. that running on a loop in my house if I was, like, in my basement, my man cave. Oh, that's the game where I came back against the Oilers. Right,
4: so right. So, uh, Marv Levy and Bill Polian was the GM there, and Jim Kelly absolutely loved Frank. Mm-hmm. And then fast forward about 20 years after that is when Bill Polian hired Frank to be a GA, I think at the age of, like, 45 at the Indianapolis Colts, and he was coaching Peyton Manning. Nice.
2: <laughs> Not too right. bad. Peyton, you're not really doing this right. Let me show you. <laughs> I'll tell you,
4: I said to Frank, I said, Frank, how it's got to be so easy coaching Peyton Manning, right? <laughs> exactly. He's the greatest player ever. At that time, he was. And Frank said, no, no, no. To the contrary. He's the hardest guy to coach because yeah. the guy wants so much information, wants to talk about so many things that I have to come prepared every single day or it's right. a bad day. Yep. Right. Bad Overkill day from Peyton. Had a bad day. Right. He did. Just like CeeLo did a couple of weeks ago when he didn't show up. Didn't show up, I'm sensing
1: yeah. a theme developing early here this morning. <laughs> Se- that seems we'll continue think about it, CeeLo. It's always
4: about showing up. At the end of the day, you have to show up. Again,
2: You've got to think like Cal Ripken Jr. Yes. Show right. up, mm-hmm. right?
4: Show up, man. Let's put the uniform on and get your ass out there and play. Right. Yes.
1: Well, that would indicate that there was some sort of choice in the matter.
4: but. <laughs> Well, That's if right. you do what you're supposed to do and you have responsibility, then you take care of your job and you, you do the right thing. You show up.
1: Yeah, uh, I took I took the accountability and the responsibility after In the what fact. Why did
4: you give your money back, or <laughs> how did you take accountability? I didn't. You think oh, I boy. got
1: paid? Come on now. I know, I'm
4: just saying, but I'm like, did you did you tell him you'd do like two shifts for free?
1: Um, I offered, in fact, to jump in that day, and I was told not to not to even yeah, bother.
4: Yeah, yeah, don't bother. If you don't, I, I, we, we're we're like Bill Belichick. If you're late, just don't show up. Right? Yeah, just yeah, turn around and go like home. Like remember when he said did it with Dur-
1: He did it to Darrell Revis. Yeah, yeah, just
4: Go home. Go home. I don't care. I don't care really who you are. Right. So what?
2: Rivas showed up late, and Belichick just said it was get yeah, out. You,
4: yeah, you he has a policy. If you're late, you don't you don't get the practice. You don't yeah. get to go to meetings. You just go home. Yeah, go home. And he embarrasses the crap out of you. Sounds about right. Yes, it does. I'll let you guys talk meaningless sports talk.
2: Oh, really? Meaningless? Because I'm going to talk about Aaron Rodgers and astrology coming up after this break. <laughs> I'll be break.
4: back for that one. I'll be locked in.
2: <laughs> yeah, lock yourself in for that. We'll see uh, and I'll have that on the other side of the break here. Boomer and Geo. You just heard Boomer. Boomer and Geo at the top six o'clock.
4: al and jerry long time tag team champions yeah
2: jerry is doing something with rutgers probably basketball in iowa that sort of thing so mr christopher lopesti joins me today hi probably
1: in iowa you know somewhere out in the middle of nowhere that's where he is iowa all right I was Tupac. Are you familiar with Tupac Shakur? I am. I'm I you know I'm not a monster fan, but I knew the song for sure. I know the name obviously. I know the the story of how his uh his life ended a little bit.
2: All right. And that was uh he took uh, the uh the the piano part of uh that's just the way it is from Bruce Hornsby in the Range. Yeah. That's just the way it is.
1: A little cover action there.
2: Do 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 do. They call that, sam- sampling, they call that yes. sampling back. It just
1: then. it came to me just as you said it. Yeah. Yes, sampling.
2: Very odd story about Aaron Rodgers. A couple of things. Uh, quickly, he won the MVP award. Not out at all. Uh, he revealed during this M- uh, MVP award acceptance that uh, he had a big year, including winning the MVP and getting engaged, which nobody knew about. Last we heard from Aaron Rodgers, he was dating Danica Patrick, although they, they had broken up. He's now engaged to uh, Shailene Woodley.
1: The way you say her name tells me you were not aware of her. Up I was until... I wasn't either. Uh, I, I guess had to check sh- into her a little bit. Uh,
2: the show is called Pretty Little Things or Pretty Little Lies. Big Liars. Little Lies. Big Wow. <laughs> Somewhere in there.
1: Big Little <laughs> Lies,
2: which is a show I've heard exists, but I'm not aw- I I'm mean, not all that aware of it.
1: She was nominated for an Emmy Award. Is that right? I feel right? like I'm, I, I should at least be aware on the surface of who yeah. she is. So bad job by me.
2: Anyway, uh, it was revealed uh, today that uh, both Aaron Rodgers and Shailene Woodley have the same astrologer
1: now i didn't know i I know astrologers exist i Mm -hmm. didn't know that it was the kind of thing where you work with one almost like a therapist kind of like oh that's my therapist or my psychologist had no idea i
2: I guess danica patrick got aaron Rodgers into astrology
1: is that right yeah see i was thinking that this was what set shailene apart from danica patrick and olivia munn maybe something they bonded over
2: No, evidently, uh, they both go to this astrologer, and she perhaps set them up. Wow. Now, there was Aaron Rodgers said he used to read his little astrology thing in the newspaper when he would peruse the newspaper when he was younger.
1: Okay, so but maybe Danica knew, okay, he was into that. Now, let me set him up with this astrologer, and little did she know. Now, do you think he met Shailene because of that? I do. And do we think that... He met Shailene before he ended things with Danica.
2: No, I think he probably ended things with Danica. And then I think he probably went to this astrologer to read the stars for him. <laughs> And somehow met this Shailene Woodley,
1: right? And the astrologer, knowing Shailene Woodley is another one of his or her clients, let's call them right, yes. patients. I don't know what you call them, clients. Clients, probably I'd say. you know, doctored the astro. Oh, you're gonna, you'll see, you're gonna meet somebody in short order. And then yes. all of a sudden, here's Shailene Woodley coming right in out of nowhere. And Aaron thinks, see, it's in the stars. It was meant to stars. be. And in less than a year, they're engaged.
2: Aaron Rodgers is an interesting fella. You, know, you you had the stuff about him and his family not getting along with the family. Yeah. He's into astrology.
1: You could just see it when you watch him and you listen to him talk that there is there's a lot going on inside that head. Yeah. You know. In in a relaxed way, obviously. He's not one of the like you look at Philip Rivers on the field, and then you look at Aaron Rodgers on the field, just as far as their demeanor goes. Yes, two couldn't be more ways. opposite yeah two two different
2: ways that they carry themselves. What is your astrological sign?
1: uh, I think I'm an Aquarius
2: now have you ever looked into what any of that means?
1: very little. My mother will send me my horoscope sometimes if she thinks it's- if it's if it's good. Yeah, or if it, it ties into something that may or may not be going on in my life or, you know, something to look forward to. But I don't get tied up in, into it too much.
2: Will she do like a screen grab of like she'll take a picture of the newspaper she sees it in?
1: Yeah, or just, you know, she's a big Facebook person. Maybe it pops up there. I, oh, okay. I don't know where she gets it from or websites. But, yeah, she, she definitely was a traditional newspaper person. She does the crossword puzzle every morning still. So she checks up on these things from time to time.
2: Actually, that's where Aaron Rodgers said he started reading his. He said he would do the crossword puzzle in the paper. There and you then go. Always right next to the crossword puzzle. My crossword. mom and Aaron Rodgers. You, you're right. Your mom and Aaron. Cut good, from good the thing, same cloth. Good thing they didn't
1: meet. <laughs> yeah, might have been a problem for my dad.
2: Now, I am a Virgo. And when I read the traits of the Virgo, it is it is a lot of what I am. Mm-hmm. Anal retentive. Too organized uh, 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 hides in their house. These sorts of things.
1: It says hides in their house. Under say,
2: well, <laughs> It's sort of like what? Yeah, kind I, of, I
1: understand. Yeah,
2: kind of like that thing.
1: Here's like what the, turned me off to the astrology and the horoscopes is that yeah. I, I feel like in the last couple of years there was a some sort of uprising or movement to add a new sign, and they yes. talked about how all the dates were going to change. And it's like, so wait a right. second. All my life I've been an Aquarius, <laughs> and now somebody decided I'm going to be something else. That right. doesn't really make sense if it's really in the stars. You can't just go changing my sign on me. That's true.
2: Yeah, forget it. That's a good point. Right. It's like when they were adding one of the a new planet. They took Pluto out of the planet. Yeah, they I mean, come them. on. They we're gonna. They're like, we oh well, this this will change the astrological charts. It's
1: like talking about playoff expansion here. Pretty much same right. kind of thing, you know.
2: Uh, Major League Baseball has a bit of a problem on its hands. Uh, you know, last year, not a lot of people uh, were yet were allowed to go to games. In fact, probably zero, I think, over yeah. the summer. Uh, but uh, they had a lot of promotional giveaways, these teams, uh, scheduled for the summer because you have to do these things in advance. You Uh-oh. can't just get all these bobbleheads show up to the ballpark the day of. You know, they had to order these bobbleheads beforehand. they
1: got a lot of supply on their hands now.
2: Yeah, I was reading an excellent ESPN article about uh, Major League Baseball teams having...
1: Up to 4 million
2: essentially useless bobbleheads sitting at these individual stadiums because the problem is free agency and some of these bobblehead, like if the Indians had a Francisco Lindor bobblehead night scheduled, (laughs) what are they going to do with those now? He's on the Mets.
1: Uh, they could find a way to sell those on the, on the secondary market. Used to, eBay was always the place, but now there's a million of these. Like my wife is selling stuff that in our house that she doesn't use left and right. Al, you can't believe the thing, the things that people will scoop up in a nanosecond. I'm not I'm not paying big money for it, but the yeah. point is you can actually find someone who's willing to pay for your crap.
2: But then you have to ship it. That's the problem. Well, a lot That's of these the these part.
1: services now they you know they take a little commission and you they send you. A, you know a prepaid shipping oh, label like with the person's address like all literally you print out the sheet of paper you tape it to the box and you drop it off at the post office Where is she selling That's this it. on like what uh, service do I you I think remember? one of them's called uh, Mercari or Macari Facebook Marketplace does something similar yeah. I think Macari is the one that she she uses I, uh, Poshmark's another one
2: That one's uh, clothing cuz Gina told yep. me she started uh, yeah. buying stuff on yeah. Poshmark
1: Yes she sold a Quebec Nordiques hat yesterday so my <laughs> in-laws just my in-laws just moved out of there in the house that my <laughs> wife grew up in and she had a younger brother big hockey fan so she sold a vintage Quebec Nordiques hat to some kid for fifteen bucks. Yeah, how about I'm... this one? They had a Wayne Gretzky like cutout, not a fat head, but like the the life size cardboard cutouts from his time with the Rangers. My in laws dropped off; it's literally folded in half. Al and some kid drove down from North Jersey, showed up in his varsity jacket. Some high school kid drove all the way down to our house to pick this up in my driveway. I opened my door, handed it to him. He paid me, and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible.
2: Here's your foldable Wayne Gretzky. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly, in his Rangers gear from when the team was crappy. Should have saved it for Cartner Roberts. I think they have that
2: dude on every day or something. Yes, and of Paint course, spot or something with Wayne Gretzky. With, uh, Wayne yeah. Gretzky. Lenny so, Dykstra
1: on with them later today. I saw Craig yeah. tweet that late last night.
2: Yes, yeah. Craig, I talked to Craig yesterday. He said, "Oh, maybe Lenny Dykstra." I said, "You know what? I got a little tired of Lenny Dykstra's <laughs> act on Howard Stern." Yeah, but I think that's more in that they kind of beat it into the ground, and he 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 can't. That weird here because you know yeah get dumped
1: the language right. yeah
2: but that'll be interesting Craig mixing it up with oh yeah nice they'll strip. they'll
1: mix it up I'm sure oh yeah. yeah
2: yeah Poshmark you can have something called your you can sell from your closet is what they call it yeah like you put clothing on there
1: it's crazy man
2: maybe I'll start selling some things
1: I mean I guess in one vein it makes sense like you know instead of buying crazy super expensive designer yes. clothes but if you're if you're like a germaphobe and some I mean look obviously you can obviously wash clothes but the idea of you know, paying to put somebody else's clothes right. on your body is i mean, look, desperate times sometimes call for it, but i don't i don't get the sense that's necessarily the case here with right. a lot of people that are buying these clothes.
2: That's true. Yeah. All right, Poshmark, sell your stuff. Let's do an Amy Lawrence sports minute. She wonders where Dak Prescott is during all this uh I guess there was a Dallas Cowboys hype video. Mm, interesting. Mm-hmm. Where's Dak Prescott? Take it away, Amy Lawrence. <laughs> It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Mm, 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 mm. Jerry's out today. CeeLo is here. He'll do updates on Boomer and Geo coming up very shortly. CeeLo, did you see Mark Cuban? No more national anthem. Yeah,
1: taking a stance.
2: At uh, Dallas Mavericks games. Be very interested to get Boomer's take on that. Yeah. Part of me says, hey, at least there'll be no nonsense. Kevin
4: Durant, (laughs) Kyrie Irving, and now James Harden. It's three NBA superstars on one team.